Greetings and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. This is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is Sherry Lewis-Wall. Hi, Sherry. Hi there. How are you? I am really good. Thank Uh, you. Awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. And thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Um, So it is uh, the beginning of October and um, back in August, which really was only two months ago, um, your most recent novel um, titled The Artist was released. Um, Can you tell us about that book? I sure can. Yeah, The Artist was, it was fun to do. I I live in Eastern Washington State, but I set this particular book in uh, Central Washington in a town called Moses Lake. My grandparents actually lived there. So I thought, you know what, it's time to set a book in Moses Lake. So it's a real town. It is a real town. Yeah. And if uh, you know the area, you may recognize a few of the uh, places that I mentioned in the book. Okay. Awesome. And, and the artist is actually someone who's hiding in plain sight. But like all pretty much all of my books have that little weirdness in it. And for her, the weirdness is that uh, she paints the she's a child prodigy artist and she paints or was a child prodigy paints the uh, faces of either murdered women or soon to be murdered women, but she's gone through a number of years while she's been hiding and that it didn't happen Mm -hmm. and thought that it was all over with. And then all of a sudden it starts to happen again in Moses Lake. And so she wants to do what she can to help. And so that brings her into contact with the detective on the Moses Lake police department. Mm -hmm. And together they have to figure out Who's killing people before they get killed? Okay. So um, your your protagonist, the artist, does she see these people like in her dreams or something? Or has she, are they? It's, it's more like she blacks out. Oh. And when she comes to, the face is on a canvas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. freaky. All right. Yeah. All right. So now I totally understand what you're talking about when you say has a weirdness to it. Like always. Yeah. You know, I've tried to write normal, didn't really work for me. So I just gave up and said, this is what I do. (laughs) So when you say you try to write normal, what does that mean? Does that, um, like, I know that, uh, a lot of your novels, if not all of them kind of fall into that paranormal and urban fantasy genre. Um, so is that, is that what you're referring to? Well, yeah. And in like early, early on, I did a couple of books that were just more really traditional and and it was fun and it was great, but it wasn't me really totally. Okay. And so finally I just had to let go and say, you know, this is really who I am and what I write and what I like, and that's what I'm going to do. And people seem to like it too. So here we are. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you, you found your niche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and when did you like start writing in that genre? Like when did you realize, hey, this other, this like regular old contemporary romance isn't working for me? Yeah, it was probably, I mean, I've always done a little bit of it. 
Um, but it wasn't till it was probably about 16, 17 years ago, well, maybe 18 years ago, when I finally said, you know what, even when I try not to put things that go bump in the night into my books, (laughs) Uh they still creep in. So why am I fighting this? I just, I need to let this free. And so I did, and I have never really looked back. Awesome. And what is it about, you know, this urban fantasy or paranormal kind of romance that, that draws you to it? You know, even when I was a little kid, I liked scary movies. I liked ghosts and vampires and werewolves and even science fiction and all the things that when you look at the world as it is, is beautiful and great. But my mind tends to go with the, yeah, but what if hiding behind that tree is this? What if in that shadow there is this what if there is more than what we see Mm -hmm. and so that has always intrigued me and you know i have a i have a master's degree in 19th century gothic literature there you go and i mean i i'm not the only one that thought that way there have been people thinking that way for a really long time so they were kind of kindred souls yeah that is very specific. 19th century Gothic literature. Um, yeah. Yeah, really, that is. I, I didn't know that existed. Uh, well, technically, the diploma says literature, but my specialty was 19th century Gothic. Okay. So you've been really, like, dedicated to this for a long time then. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, It's it's been a part of me for a very long time. So... I have to ask, in your real life, do you find things that go bump in the night? You know, I always say that there's that thing you see in the corner of your eye. And it's like, I, my brother, I have a brother that passed away 10 years ago. And every so often, Sorry. yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, not cool. But nonetheless, I feel like there are moments when there he is in the corner of my eye. And I'm like, I'm not so sure he's not there. So, yeah, I don't discount anything. No, I don't either. I don't either. I'll, I'll tell you a story. One time I was backing out of my brother's driveway and you know, I was looking backwards and I turned around to look back at his house and I saw my grandma Butterfield sitting there on his uh, patio with her feet up and her hands just crossed, you know, laying on yep. her lap. And she's been gone since I was a baby. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty wild. And I saw her as clear as day. Yep. So, yeah. So, yeah. Freaky stuff. But cool stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Sherry, what was your first published novel? My first published novel was a book called Necurotl, um, which means the unclean ones. And so it kind of harkened back to one of my first loves, which is vampires. Okay. And so, um, this, this is a paranormal group that hunt 
all sorts of preternatural creatures. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, and it was super fun to write a little more traditional. I mean, I say traditional because uh, the main, the main characters were a straight couple. Mm-hmm. So um, that was what made that one to me a little more traditional, Okay, but it still had all the paranormal elements. And it was actually, there was, it was a three book series. And uh, so it was super fun to write. Great. And, and was that with another publisher? It was with another publisher. It was before I went to Bold Strokes and it was actually that publishing company that I had written the first book, which was Crimson Vengeance that Bold Strokes published. And I, I sent it in, I turned it in and they came back and said, but in seeing that book, the main characters were uh, lesbians. Mm-hmm. And they came back to me and said, absolutely love this book. Don't know that we have a market for it, but we need to find you someone to publish this book because it's really good. And so that book actually went out to a number of places, including some of the big houses who gave me the same feedback at the time. They said, we like this book. We don't know if we have a market for it. Wow. And then it was rad over at Bold Strokes. I finally sent it to them and I thought, well, they won't like it because there was actually another straight couple in there too. (laughs) Um, They were kind of the secondary storyline. And I thought, well, they won't like it because it's got the straight couple. And rad came back and said, love it. Let's, let's publish. Awesome. I've been with them ever since. Oh, that's fantastic. That really is. Yeah, that really is. So was the first time that that you um, like sent that to Bold Strokes? Was that your first encounter with them? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And and I'm telling you that, I mean, I just love the whole company. It's been a great home for me. I've been very, very happy. Oh, that's awesome. How many books have you published with them? I I think I'm on 16. What do we got? There's... Yeah, sixteen. I'm working on number seventeen. Wow. So you have something in, in like a work in progress right now. I do. I do. I have one called the Witch Finder. Oh. That I'm getting close to turning it. It'll come out in twenty three. Okay. All right. We'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And do you have anything lined up if if that's coming out? I mean. It's October, so that's 2023 is soon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, you know, typing a lot lately because it's due to go in in about two months. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, yeah. And then I do have another one uh, lined up after that. I, I don't know if you are aware that I was a canine handler, human remains detection canine handler until recently. Oh, so yeah. you will see dogs pop up in my books a lot. Okay. And so they had asked me if I would write another dog book. So I'm like, oh, yeah, twist my arm. Okay. <laughs> That's a tough one, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Buried Secrets will be coming after uh, The Witchfinder. Oh, great. Third Secrets. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And um, so when you submitted, you know, you had received some rejections, right, from some uh, kind of mainline, uh, publishing houses. And then, and then Rad said, yes, you know, we'll do it. But it's almost like you didn't have hopes that they would, that she would publish it. Um, can you, you know, kind of describe what you felt like when you heard back 
Like, how did that go down? I was thrilled with that one more so I think than anything else, because that was the first time I sort of threw caution to the wind Mm -hmm. and just said, I am writing this book the way I want to write it with the characters I want to write. And I'm going to say and do whatever in the hell I want. Wonderful. So it was like, and it's it's a dark book, so which tells you something about me because I am a little on the dark side. Are you? But um, it, it's it was just so much fun to write. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you could do that, yeah. and and that, it it turned out really well. That is, and that, the fact that people liked it, it was like, oh, thank you, thank you. That's <laughs> like the icing on the cake, right? Exactly. Oh, exactly. Great. Great. So have you been receiving good reviews on the artist? You know, I it, it's reviews are a funny thing. Mm-hmm. So I get reviews that say, I love this book and I could not put it down. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get reviews, the same book that say, eh, she's okay. <laughs> But whatever. And and one of them was it the romance is too slow a burn. So then I asked a few people I know. I'm like, I know I do I actually do that kind of intentionally. Sure. But and the reason I tell people all the time, the reason I do that for me, it's because uh, my books have to have a happy ever after. Even though this is all darkness and people die and weirdness is going on mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. My couple is going to be together and I want them to walk away believing they're together forever. I I think people like to read that, you know, people want that. Yeah. And that's for me is important. So when I'm working through the book, I want to make that attraction believable. Yeah. So that, that you do believe it at the end of the book. So sometimes it happens faster. Sometimes it's slower. It depends on the character. So, um, but that's, I mean, and then I've had other people when I asked them point blank, what, what did you think? They're like, no, that was cool. It was fine. I got it. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So it's, you know, reviews, I, I read them, but I, I try not to get too high or too low on them. Yeah. Yeah. I could understand that. And, and I think that would be one of the most difficult aspects of being a writer is having people yeah. critique your work. Yeah, because some people are going to hate you no matter what you do. Some people are going to love you. Yeah. But I don't like everything I read, so I can't expect everyone to like me either. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's true. Good point. So um, yeah. what has been like the most difficult scene for you to write um, in all of your books, in all of your, you know, 16 or 17 books that... <laughs> um, Oh, I know. You know, I was going to say there, it's kind of a two-part question. There, there's um, overall mm-hmm. for all the books, the hardest thing for me to write are the sex scenes. Yeah, and and for me, it's because I'm trying to make it not believable per se, but I want it's that same movement towards the happy ever after. Mm-hmm. I want to have the right mix between passion. And, and that growing connection that's going to keep them there forever. So I, I try that. That's what makes it hard for me. 
because I want to make sure I'm getting that right. That's a delicate balance, right? Because it really is. You it's have really to, even... yeah, you have to build this relationship, right? Um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And, and there's like this anticipation, um, you know, to uh, up to leading up to the sex scene. Um, yeah. At least the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would say the hard one to write in in recent memory was one in the book Drawing Down the Mist, which was a really is a a full on uh, urban fantasy with vampires in it. But in the there's a scene at the very, very end of the book that I actually made myself cry. And um, but one of the reviews came back and said, I would read that book all over again for that scene. And I'm like, okay, that was worth it. That was worth it. Definitely. Oh my goodness. What, like, I can't think of any greater (laughs) praise for, yes. Right. Yeah. That was one moment where I took the high and I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. I know for me, like if I like a book, I would definitely, or a movie, I would definitely watch it over again, you know? Mm Mm-hmm read it over again. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people won't, won't do that. Like once they're, oh, gosh. they're done with it, they're done with it, you know? Oh, um, not me. <laughs> no, me either. I want to go back and savor it, you know? Yep. Exactly. I know it's coming. I don't care. I'm waiting for it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, yeah. So what, what was your favorite scene to write? Oh, the favorite scene to write. Oh, um, well, I, you know, that one's a hard one. Is it? Because there's so, it's kind of like it's whatever I'm working on at the moment becomes my favorite. Yeah. Yep. And so like right now I'm working on the witch finder and I've got the dark witches and I've got the light witches and I'm getting to come up with spells and, um, so the whole thing is kind of my favorite scene at the moment. Okay. And then when, as I work through this one, it, it will become not my favorite because, I, you know, I'm having to go back over and over and over it again. And then the next one will be my favorite. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that leads me to another kind of aspect of writing. Um, you know, going back over and over it is ah. like this whole, uh, I guess, necessary evil of self-editing. Um, yes. And, and, you know, I just, I just attended actually with BSB, a, uh, workshop webinar on self-editing. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yeah. And, and some people were talking about how they will, you know, um, like in their dating daily writing, uh, exercises, they'll go back and kind of edit what they wrote the day before, um, before they start on something new. Um, and some people are like, no, I just like spew it all out. And then I go back um, and start from the beginning and just start editing and editing. Like, what do you, what do you do? And what, and like, what do you think is, is easiest for you? For me, I have to do the latter there. I have to get it down okay. and I don't go back. I just start and go all the way through, even if I get stuck, which mm-hmm. I do periodically, I'll get stuck and I'll have to walk away for a few days while I, while my mind works it out. Mm-hmm. And then I still pick up where I left off and I get to the end. 
and then I let it sit for a little bit and then I go back and and then I start going through and then I'm making notes for myself um or or if I get to a part later in the text and I think wait a minute didn't I talk about this earlier and then I'll jump back and start matching things up hopefully um (laughs) But I, I do not in that initial draft, mm-hmm. I do not go back through stuff because I will get bogged down if I do. Yeah. And so for me, it's really important to get that initial draft done and then I can start working through it again. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I can see how if you were editing as you go, like I, I would think that would lead you down a rabbit hole and you would never mm-hmm. progress, you know? Um, cause you definitely, that's what I would do. I would be down so many rabbit holes. I'd never get it done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could see me doing that too. Um, and, um, like, do you typically end up like editing out a lot of your work or a little bit, or I don't know, how does that work for you? Most of the time I don't have to edit out a ton Okay. I mean, you always do end up with stuff or you, you know, my favorite thing and my editor, Shelly, you know, slaps me up alongside the head for this one, but I like to repeat myself. Okay. I said, I think it's an outgrowth of growing up with all brothers and I never felt like anyone was listening to me. So I had to tell them at least five times. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> so Shelly over the years has been breaking me of that habit and I'm much, much better than when I started. But uh, yeah, so I end up having to edit out my repeats because as I go through the initial draft, I will do it every single time. Mm -hmm. So those have to, you know, they have to go bye bye. Yeah. Um, And then and then sometimes it's a case of you I've kind of switched gears a little bit as I went along. Mm-hmm. And so I have to line that up with where I ultimately ended up. So if I've got something in the beginning of the book, that's not tracking with how I ended, I've got to clean that out. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and I'll, and I don't try to get too bogged down on the detail the initial time through either. Mm-hmm. So I start adding the detail as I go through. So hopefully people are getting a flavor of, um, the time and the place and the environment and get the voices of the characters distinctive. Oh, wow. So, so you'll go back in and add like descriptions then of the surrounding. Okay. Yeah. Or if I'm working on something and I know that I'm being too brief, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to stop and get into that right now. I leave myself notes in the manuscript usually in all capital letters on what I want my, what I want myself to do when I go back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's a great idea. And and I can, uh, you know, imagine a, a scenario where if you're writing, working on a book for a while, um, maybe you wrote something in chapter one, and then when you get to chapter 10, you totally forgot that you already mentioned that. So you throw it in there again. Right. Not knowing, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Or sometimes I'm just, that's just me. Yeah. I just repeat myself. <laughs> yeah. Where are you in the uh, birth order? I am number three. Okay. I am the lost child. Okay. All right. And then how many are below you then? Just one. Just one. I have two older brothers and one younger brother. Okay. All right. I have I have five older brothers. 
Oh my gosh. And I have one older sister too, but. Uh... <laughs> wow. And I thought three brothers was bad. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's the cross you got to bear. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, what, um, you know, in, in writing, like how you've been writing for a number of years now. So like what, what got you started in the writing world? And, and like, how do you say motivated, like just to keep writing and coming up with new ideas? Well, when I was a little kid, I would set up a little desk with my crayons and pretend to write books. Oh and my God, that's so cute. My grandfather was a really big reader, so I'd have my little desk set up at grandpa's house. And when we moved them out of that house and I'm taking books off the shelf, mm-hmm. here were all his books with my crayon marks inside of them. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. Did you keep them? He can't, well, no, I didn't keep them, but he did. Yeah. It was hilarious. But so, yeah, I always wanted to be a writer. And then I actually um, published some poetry while I was still in high school. So that was kind of my first time to see myself in print. That's cool. Very cool. That's young. Yeah. So, um, but it just took a lot of then, because I it was like, I know I want to write novels because I have a problem I mean, I've done a few short stories for Bold Strokes in the anthologies, but I have trouble staying short. Okay. And so I knew novels was what I wanted to do. And I just kept writing and writing for, you know, ever. And I've been rejected, you know, a million times, but uh, I kept going, even though, I don't know if you ever read Stephen's King's on writing. No, I haven't. It's a great great book really is and it I was just about ready to give up and I was reading this book and I had just gotten a two-page rejection letter from I don't remember which publisher it was one of the big houses though Mm -hmm. two pages and um, in his book he talks about knowing when it's time to walk away and and he talked about things like what you're receiving back in response and and I thought, I just received a two-page letter from a major publisher. I don't think it's time to walk away. No. And shortly thereafter, I sold my first book. Oh. So I always say it was Stephen King that kept me going. There you go. There you go. Are you a big Stephen King fan? Oh, huge. Huge. Yeah, I can imagine that's right up your alley. I went to uh, Bangor, Maine a few years ago and did, I, I said, I, well, I had to be in Portland, Maine. So I rented a car and drove to Bangor so I could go to the motherland oh, and, you know, go to his house and everything. That was cool. Oh, that's great. So is that your favorite genre to read as well? Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I like all the horror, paranormal, you know, urban fantasy stuff. All I, I like to read it as well as write it. I mean, I read pretty much everything, mm-hmm. but that's, that's where my heart lies. Okay. So, so, all right. So name five of your all time favorite books. Well, we're going to go with five. We got to go back to my Gothic roots and say Dracula. Okay. You know, Bram Stoker, that's the classic vampire. Is that what got you started? Yeah. And in fact, I wanted to write my thesis on Dracula. 
And my uh, professor told me no, because everybody's done Dracula. Ah. So he gave me Joseph Sheridan Lee Fanu's book, Through a Glass Darkly. Yeah. And he said, I want you to read the story, Carmilla. So I read Carmilla and I called him and I said, am I reading what I think I'm reading? And he said, yes, you are. It's a lesbian vampire story. So cool. Written in 1872. And I'm like, I want to know why this man wrote this story. And so my thesis was on that story and it actually got nominated for outstanding thesis of the year. So congratulations. I know that was super, super fun. So why did he write a lesbian vampire book in 1872? (laughs) This was a, it's a long, it's a long theory, but part of it was an ill wife. Part of it was a changing world that he was trying to make sense of. Um, There were a lot of things that I felt flowed into, and it wasn't like so many others of the time. It wasn't titillation for him. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of more serious underlying reasons why this appealed to him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, But my next favorite was Daphne du Maurier's Rebecca. Oh, okay. That one I love just because it's got one of the great psychopathic characters in it. Mm -hmm. And Mrs. Danvers. And and it's like such wonderful writing and kind of the mystery in it, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, Stephen King's The Stand is my favorite of all his books. Wow. Okay. Um. Well, you can't, you can't be somebody like me without um, interview with the vampire, okay. you know, good uh-huh. old Anne Rice. Yeah. So, and then, and then I, I really like Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin. Really? Oh, love the Game of Thrones book. All 800 pages of every book. Wow. Okay. How he came up with those fantasies, I mean, it, it, and keep all those characters straight. I'm just in awe of what he did. I've not even seen, I've not read the books and I've not seen the show. Yeah, it's, I've read all the books. I haven't watched the shows as much. I've seen some of them, but it's the books. I read all the books. That's and like I said, they're like 800 pages long. That's amazing. But there's just so much going on and so many characters and dragons and just stuff and it's like he keeps it all straight it's it's impressive yeah he must have had a long character sheet he had to have an entire room with all those little threads going yeah yeah how about that huh i didn't know that that each book was so long i I had no idea oh yeah they're huge so that makes sense then that your top five all are a little on that dark side (laughs) <laughs> i think pretty much they're all on the dark side <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> oh. so um out of your books that you've written mm-hmm. uh who's your favorite character oh that that would be Rhea preston from my very first bold strokes books uh release crimson vengeance actually she's in there's four books in that series and she's in all four of them but She's my hands down favorite character. Always will have a special place in my heart. She's a 500 year old vampire. Oh, wow. Yes. So, so what, 
what makes her your favorite? What gives her a special place in your heart? She is, well, first of all, because that was the first character I got to write that, that I wanted. That's what I wanted. Okay. Really, really wanted that one. And she just is strong and powerful and kicks ass, takes names, um, saves the world, you know. Mm-hmm. She makes you feel safe. Okay. She's like a superhero. Kind of. Yeah. She's my little vampire superhero. That's cool. That's great. I love it. Um, that is so awesome. So, uh, Sherry, um, your book, The Artist, is out mm-hmm. now. It was released in August and uh, it is available right on Bold Strokes Books. Yes. Um, and uh, anywhere you buy books right and right uh, okay yep. all right so i look forward to checking that one out i haven't checked it out yet um ah. so many books and so little time i know i know i i don't get as much chance to read as i like except on airplanes and i'm leaving in a week to go to dc again and i'm like yay i get to read a couple two three books cool that's a long flight so it's a very long flight for me which means i get at least one book on the way there and in one on the way back, if not, you know, one and a half each way. Nice. Nice. I just, uh, I just started reading, uh, Patricia Cornwell. Uh, Oh yeah. I don't know if you've ever read any of her stuff. I have. Yep. Yep. Uh, So I'm just reading her first one. Uh, it's, I I think I know who did it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, hers are fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, Sherry, that is about all the time we have today. But uh, I just want to ask you if you have any parting words for our listeners. Just happy reading. And I hope you get a chance to take a peek at the artist. All right. And where can folks contact you if they wanted to? Um, through Bold Strokes, right? Through Bold Strokes, um, my website, which is SherryLewisWool.com. Okay. And I'm also on Twitter and Facebook, you know, all the regular places, Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not TikTok, sorry. Okay. All right. Not TikTok savvy, huh? No TikTok. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Sherry Lewis Wall and her latest release is The Artist. Check it out. It's available through Bold Strokes Books uh, or anywhere else you find your books. Sherry, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'm Anita Kelly, and that's all for Let's Talk About Books, baby. Until next time, may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty, and be safe, folks.